Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk all about WrestleMania 38 weekend. Night number one, epic. Night number two, fun. And speaking of fun, we also get into the roast of Dave LaGreca. A lot to get into right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Between the two nights at AT AT&T Stadium in Texas, and maybe the biggest moment of all, Bully, is the return of Cody Rhodes. And Bully, I got to be honest with you, I don't know. If you look at the history of the WWE slash WWF, has anybody printed out their ticket better than Cody Rhodes? What we saw night number one of WrestleMania, as Corey Graves said, from undesirable to undeniable, that entrance, Bully, was almost exactly like an entrance of Cody Rhodes that you saw three months ago on AEW TV from, from what he was wearing, from the colors, from the music, the American nightmare. I mean, unbel- I don't know if you've ever seen that in the history of this company. Vince McMahon once taught me a very important lesson. He said, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, the boys never really have me backed into a corner. But if they do, and they don't use that power against me, they're foolish businessmen. What Vince is trying to say is he he controls everything. But every once in a while, if you're in the right place at the right time, and the planets are aligned and the stars are aligned, you might be in control of the situation. And if you don't use that to your benefit, shame on you, you're a foolish businessman. The stars aligned for Cody, right place, right time, contract expired in AEW. Something obviously went awry there. There was a disagreement with Cody and Tony. What that disagreement is, we can sit here and discuss it, analyze it, guess, hypothesize, you name it. Could have been a creative differences, could have been Uh, that one guy wanted to invest in veterans while the other guy wanted to invest in the youth. Anything. 
but it put Cody in a position where he now became available to the WWE. And I think we heard Cody say in an interview that Bruce Pritchard and Vince McMahon flew down to see him. If Bruce and Vince are getting on a plane to come to see you, you know that you got something going on for yourself. You know that you're in a position of power. You know that you're in a strong negotiating position. You know you're working with a strong chessboard. He told them what he wanted. And I'm sure it was not an easy negotiation. I'm sure it wasn't like, here's what I want. And, you know, fine, pal, you can have everything. I'm sure everything was fought for. But at the end of the day, Cody got what he wanted. And this is not Stardust. And this is not the Cody with the face shield. The WWE has purchased an act that was created in AEW. Cody Rhodes created this version of himself in the competition's backyard. And that's what they bought. And you talk about the follow-up. Tonight, I don't want to look past, I don't want to just glaze over what we just saw over the past two nights. But when it comes to Cody, tonight will be very, very important. Agreed. And I don't know, Bully, if you're Cody, if you could write a book better than what he's been able to write over the last four years. Think about it. You know, he was a mid-carder with the WWE. You know, he's somebody that really never had that WrestleMania moment. They never put a lot, a lot of stock into him. Even Bully, after the passing of his father, they still didn't let go of that bad character and that bad gimmick that they had for him. And he left. And listen, he was unhappy. He didn't like it. He left. He reinvented himself, and he did it. He, he, he wrestled on the indies. He wrestled with Impact. He wrestled with Ring of Honor. And then he helped form... AEW. And you know what? When head to head against NXT and bully, the NXT that he went in went up against is no more. And then he came back home to the WWE and he did it his way. Like he always said, and what Corey Graves said in that call, undesirable to undeniable. I don't think you can find better words to describe the journey of Cody Rhodes. And when it comes to undeniable, just how undeniable will Cody Rhodes be? I believe that this will be the, it's all about the polka dots. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. He is going to go, he's going back to wash away the memory of those polka dots. The Rhodes name, by the, I believe that by the time Cody is done, the Rhodes name I believe for the first time will be synonymous with a WWE world heavyweight championship. Otherwise there's no reason for him to go back. It's not about the money. I, I, I really don't think it's about the money with Cody. And if it was Tony's got more money than Vince. This had to do initially with a disagreement probably a, a, not a disagreement, but a difference of opinions when it came to the vision of a company. And then Cody probably said, I'm going to go write what I believe was a wrong for the longest time. And we can all agree that no matter how great Dusty Rhodes was, and he was able to get over polka dots, 
He should have never been in polka dots. I think Cody is going to finally wash away the, 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 the bad taste of the polka dots. I think he's going to move on to bigger things than Dusty ever was able to do in a ring. And we, we, you know, we talked about for weeks, why? Why would Vince bring Cody back? After, after watching Friday, Friday, I'm sorry, Saturday night, Dave, what's your opinion as to why Vince would bring Cody back? I think that he looks at Cody now as somebody that has so much stock, somebody who's a creative genius, somebody who had the balls to go head-to-head with him and one of his products and win, somebody who bet on himself and was able to recreate himself. And I think Vince looks at him now as somebody, hey, I need more people like a Cody Rhodes. I think he looks at him now as the present of what he wants this company to look like over the next two to three years. I really truly believe that. You were in Texas Stadium the other night. Obviously, there was video up on our social media about your reaction when Cody came out. On TV, it sounded like he got a massive ovation, a great pop, not Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque, but on par with the Hardys from Mania 33. Yes. Is that the way it was live, or was there anything pumped in? No. Anybody that's talking about pumped-in crowd noise from WrestleMania – being there live and being amongst those people, there was no pumped in crowd noise that I could tell at WrestleMania 38. That was a definite organic reaction of those fans when Cody came out on Saturday night. So does that speak to the strength of AEW then? I think a little bit too, but but bully let's face it. Who was Cody when he left? He was a, he was a mid card talent in the WWE. I don't think a lot of people were shedding tears when Cody left the WWE. I don't think the WWE was pulling their hair out when Cody left. He was not a main eventer. He was not a world champion. But this guy who came back, you're right. This was the American nightmare. And as soon as they saw that slogan come up across their screen in AT&T Stadium, that place went nuts. So I agree, Bully. It has a lot to do with Cody. It has a lot to do with the machine that is the WWE. But I think you're right. I think it shows you the popularity now of AEW and how much of a force they are in the pro wrestling world. Tonight, I would give Cody Rhodes a microphone. Tonight, I'd let Cody Rhodes go out there, and I'd let Cody Rhodes say whatever he wanted to say, or at least as much as the WWE will ever allow somebody to go out there I want to hear a real story. Nothing canned. This should be about getting out of the shadow of Dusty. That's because that's been Cody's real life story. Whenever you people speak to Cody, hey, I'm even guilty of it. Whenever you speak to Cody, it's hard not to mention Dusty's name in some way, shape, or form, or ask a question about Dusty, or ask about a memory or something. Everybody talks about Dusty. I think in, I think within twenty to thirty years, Cody wants people just mentioning the word, the name Cody. And I think that I think Cody has had to live in Dusty's shadow, even more than Dustin. 
Would you agree or not? I would agree. I, I, I think a lot of people lean on Cody a lot more. They expect a lot more from Cody. And maybe Bully with Cody, this is going to be a situation like Charlotte Flair. You know, obviously we all know Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair's, Ric Flair's daughter. But do we really think of Ric Flair immediately when we think of Charlotte? I don't think we do anymore. I think she's created herself as such a force in women's wrestling, in the world of pro wrestling. I don't think we immediately think of Rick. And I think when it's all said and done with Cody, it's going to be the same thing for him. Though, I will say this, Bully, and it brought a tear to my eye on Saturday night when he did the hand jive and gave Seth the bionic elbow as a tribute to his dad. That, to me, was a WrestleMania moment on Saturday night. Uh, I wish you would have stretched that one out a little bit more and gave us quintessential Dusty. I think he went through it a little too quick. I liked him doing the, uh, I liked him doing the cartwheel and uh, getting rid of the Stardust uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, something happened. I'm almost positive it was in this ma match, and I want to give Corey Graves credit real quick. I think there was a poor, there was a, uh, a moment in the match where Seth Rollins was kicking Cody in the face and Corey called them the Kawada kicks. And I know this is just a tiny little thing. Do you even know what Corey Graves was talking about? No, I, I, I couldn't really hear the commentary being there. So okay. I missed a lot of that. Corey Graves put over the kicks and called them the Kawada kicks, which is exactly what they were. And I popped so hard because Kawada is a legendary wrestler, one of the best sellers, if not the most genuine seller in the history uh, of, of the business, in my opinion. Uh, and I just popped huge for Corey mentioning the Kawada kicks during Cody and Rollins. And we're sitting here talking about Cody, Cody, Cody. Hats off to Seth, too. Oh Seth did goodness, a phenomenal yeah. job. Those guys had a banger of a match. Lots of people saying that that was their match of mania. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. To finish off night number two of WrestleMania, Roman came out victorious. This story is all about Roman Reigns, but it's going to be interesting to see where Roman goes from here. Now, did Paul Heyman help, you know, Roman Reigns with that victory last night? A little bit, a little bit, but, but Bully, in your opinion, where does Roman go next with that now undisputed heavyweight championship? I'm really not sure. I think they're going to build guys to feed to Roman on the way to WrestleMania next year. Little part of me thought that the that they were going to go off the air with Rocky's music hitting, and a face to face with Rock, just like they did with Cena and Rock years and years ago, where you knew what the main event for WrestleMania the following year was going to be the minute WrestleMania went off the air. That would have been a hell of a moment right there. That would have been the icing on the cake. Roman goes over both championships in the air, and then all of a sudden, if you smell. But, no, I, yeah, I think they're just going to build guys, feed them to Roman, got to keep Roman hot, got to keep him the champion, got to get him to SoFi next year, Hat, beats Brock this year, beat Rock next year. 
strong championship run. I mean, I mean, what what else do you what else do you really do? I mean, who's the who's next in line for Roman that creates as big of a threat as Brock? And what if Roman was on Raw tonight? Or what if Roman was on SmackDown on Friday and The Rock showed up? It's possible. Though, I will say this, because they did sign off a little bit early last night, about 10 minutes to the hour. It was definitely shorter than night number one. I almost thought for a second, Bully, what you just said was going to happen. that We were going to hear The Rock's music. And then, and then, and then the rock was going to come out. That obviously did not happen. Um, but you know what? Maybe that happens tonight. Like you said, maybe that happens on SmackDown. Maybe that happens six months from now. Who knows? Now there are, listen, this is just speculation on my part. So this is not fact. There are some pictures and there are some rumors that maybe Roman legitimately got hurt last night. I don't know how true that is. There's no official word, but it did seem that that match ended a little bit quick uh, last night. Do you think there could have been something legit wrong with Roman last night? I think there was a, an anticlimactic ending. It was a very Brock-esque match, heavy on finishes and kickouts, false finishes and kickouts. Finish was it a spear. One, just about one spear. It wasn't like a, a succession, succession, damn it, mm -hmm. of spears. If Roman was hurt, I would venture to say that they both agreed to just take it home or Brock just said, go to the finish because there's no reason to continue with the match and put Roman in jeopardy of getting hurt worse when you know Roman's just going over anyway. Yeah. If let's th th I did see some pictures where it looked like maybe he dislocated his shoulder or maybe there was a torn bicep. I don't know what I was, just something, what it was. It just something did not look right. And if he was injured, well, they, they were what? They were about seven or eight deep into the match already. Yeah, it was, it was, it was at least 10 minutes deep okay. into that match last 10 night. minutes deep. You weren't going to get much more, whatever, go home. Let's let, let, let's get out of this un, as unscathed as possible. The right call was made if he was hurt, but it was just a typical Brock match. I, I, I was anticipating something a little bit different. I thought there would be some kind of, I was, I was waiting for like, uh, like the double turn with rock and Austin and McMahon at WrestleMania 17. I was waiting for something like that to happen. We didn't get it. No big deal. Didn't take away from WrestleMania uh, in my eyes. Agreed. And I still thought it was a good match. Like, you know, I, I was expecting a little bit more. We have seen a little better from them. Don't forget, we've seen, you know, Brock and Roman before. Um, but I still thought it was a good match. And, and listen, Brock does have some legitimate gripes coming out of that match. You know, he had Roman in that Kimura lock. And then what did Paul Heyman do? He pushed that bottom rope forward so that Roman was able to grab that bottom rope to break out of that hold. So because of that gripe, maybe Bully Day can continue the story between Roman and Brock for now. I mean, do you really want to see any more? I mean, I, listen, 
the way of what I've seen from Brock Lesnar, I wouldn't mind it. It wouldn't kill me until you can find somebody better because bully Brock's at the top of the food chain. So, I mean, I really don't know who the next opponent could be for Roman Reigns where I'm going to be as interested as I am when it comes to Brock Lesnar. Now, can you have Brock go and have another match with Roman and then Brock lose again? That might be a tough to swallow, but is there any other opponents out there that could take the place of Brock Lesnar? What if it was Cody Rhodes? Isn't it a little too soon for Cody? Doesn't he have to prove himself before he can get a chance at that, at that championship? You and don't think, forget too, bully, you would think. Who, but also don't forget whoever steps in the ring with Roman Reigns is going to lose. So like if there is a story for the championship, whoever that is, without a doubt is going to lose that match. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You're, I'm just giving you a name. You said it's too early. I would agree, but we've seen the WWE do things oh, and yeah. hotshot things that you know that don't make all of a sudden Goldberg out of nowhere. Goldberg has a, a championship match just because he says you're next. Yeah. What happens to every other guy in line? It's true. You know? So um, I don't know. We'd have to go over the go over the roster. Brock and Roman to keep going would really have to find another layer to this story to keep me invested. I was very much into what they were doing. You know, Brock kept talking about, you know, I'm out for blood. I'm out for blood. Roman, you're going to bleed. No blood. 
No blood. Nobody, no blood. That's like a Texas death match and nobody dies. <laughs> but it did False seem advertising. Like that, it did seem like that match probably ended, I'm going to guess, about in eight or nine minutes, eight or nine minutes early. I think it really would have gone that much longer if things would have been a little bit different. It's interesting what could have happened at the end of that match, but Roman Reigns, and, and listen, this is something we have to keep an eye on because Roman Reigns is now your only WWE champion. This was a unification of those two titles. So he's the guy right now. If, and this is a huge if, people, this is a big if, if he's out for an extended period of time, that means that there's not going to be a champion at the top of the card. It's going to be interesting. This Monday Night Raw, it usually is bully, right? Monday Night Raw is the biggest Raw. The Raw after WrestleMania is the biggest Raw of the year. Man, I can't think of a bigger one in recent memory than the one we're going to see tonight. That would be a huge monkey wrench thrown into the WWE's plans if Roman was too banged up to move forward with the championships. Hopefully that's not the case. I mean, we got about two hours left in the show. Maybe we'll get some news in the next couple of hours as to what was wrong with Roman, or maybe the news is out there already. Maybe Andrea, Gabby, and Paul can look into it. But yeah, that would force them to shift gears and change directions real quick. Who knows? I mean, you're, you're right. They did go off the air early. And, and, and bully, maybe you can do something like we saw before WrestleMania 28, where you have possibly, and this is going to be everyone's guess for next year's WrestleMania, the rock come out and challenge Roman for next year's WrestleMania. And then you're on in a holding pattern for a year. Then you're taking a whole year to build a story between the rock and Roman. But I got to tell you, it worked before WrestleMania 28 because that year build, of Cena and Rock was epic and was an epic match at WrestleMania 28. You could do it again this year if that's going to be the path that they go down. I, the only thing I don't remember is when Cena and Rock did their year build. Was Cena the champion? Yes. Okay. So then I was going to say it kind of puts the championship in a weird place. But if they've done it before, that they, they can do it again. And I believe that Rock and Roman is bigger than... Hmm. You think Rock and Roman is bigger than Cena and Rock? Storyline-wise, yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Perception-wise, I don't know, because you know how big of a star John Cena was. Um, and he was probably on that Mount Rushmore, biggest stars in the history of the WWE. Roman's not there yet, but storyline-wise, no doubt to me, it's Roman and Rock. Uh, any update on, on Roman from anybody? Is there anything out there? Nothing, nothing personality, that, Paul. Anything? Nothing we could we could classify as official yet. No. All right. So again, that's just a big if. It's still a big. Listen, as far as we know, Roman's fine, and that's the way that that match was supposed to go last night. Did seem like they went a little. They rushed a little to the end, but listen, that could be. It, we. This is just speculation at this point, bully. Hey, all I know is if Roman's hurt, I hope he gets better real soon. And I'm very interested in Raw tonight. It's all about the follow-up. I'm very interested in Raw tonight. I'm very interested in SmackDown on Friday. This was a strong WrestleMania. I want to see how they continue to uh, keep the momentum rolling forward, especially with Cody. Go inside the green room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. 
do we show that we have potential to be a good team and still beat some of the best teams out there regardless of what brand that we're playing? Yes, we've shown that. There are times where it is frustrating to watch. It is frustrating to play in when I think we make it harder than it has to be sometimes. All of growing pains of after trades. We just picked up James. We just picked up DeAndre. Uh, we got a lot of different guys figuring out their rotations. It changes night to night. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. The end of night number one, Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I thought they played it perfect because what did they do? Kevin Owens is talking trash, and then the glass shatters. Here comes Stone Cold Steve Austin. Maybe the biggest pop in WrestleMania history when Stone Cold came out on Saturday night. And you and I talked a lot, Bully, about what should end night number one. And you got a little bit of both. You got the KO show. You got a match between Owens and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think looking back at it, Bully, the right call to end with that on Saturday night. I still disagree. Wow. Fascinating. I, I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. I still think that, uh, remember, I said this is Monday morning quarterback now. I still think Bianca and Becky should have ended the night. I think, but A, I, I think one of the women's world, ch- I, I originally said Charlotte and Ronda, but I thought Becky and Bianca was a much better match. I think that should have that should have ended the night. You don't even, ha- Dave. You don't have to make any arguments. You, I understand your point of view. The way they ended night one was amazing, and and they probably did it this way because they're probably saying to themselves, "Well, nobody's going to be able to follow it." I don't know. I think Bianca and Becky would have been able to follow it. It's a good discussion to have. It's possible, but I thought the way it went was perfect. I, I, I did a recap podcast um, for our podcast, the Busted Open podcast, right after night number one of WrestleMania Bully. And I said, I thought, and this is just after night one. I said, man, WrestleMania 38 so far is a top five WrestleMania. When you look at everything that took place night number one, do you agree? When you look back at night number one of WrestleMania, was that one of the best nights of WrestleManias? Yes, it was, it was an excellent night. Excellent. I mean, it started off. I'm really, you know what you need to ask Tommy about Tommy hates starting shows with tag team matches. They started both nights of WrestleMania with tag team matches. So you should get his opinion on that on Wednesday. Um, I didn't mind starting with a tag match. I thought night one started a tad bit slow because I think the injury to Boogs kind of took the wind out of the sails of that opening tag match. And they had to go home early. And then mm-hmm. we get and then we get Drew and um who was Drew against? Remind oh, me. Oh, Mad Cat, Mad Cat Moss. Which is not really like a huge, huge deal. But then it kicked into gear. Um, and I thought Drew and, and Moss did a good job. Back to Austin. One of the little things that I noticed that I was I was popping huge for was when Austin is sitting in the chair as Owens is talking. He reminded me of Clint Eastwood in Grand Torino. He looked a little older and he had this scowl on his face. Like every last thing that Kevin Owens was saying was pissing him off. By the way, it was happy Corbin who was yeah, happy the, uh, Corbin, Mad Cat Moss in, in his yeah. corner. Who and by the Mad way, Cat Corbin, Moss. Corbin is phenomenal at what he does. 
Corbin oh, is I- so damn good and gets not enough credit and respect put on his name for his abilities. Great job, mm-hmm. Corbin. Yeah, I, I think Corbin does an excellent job. I'm a big fan of Corbin. And I actually thought, Bully, they were going to start night number one with Bianca and Becky. I thought that was going to be the opening contest because you said the debate of possibly Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey ending the night. I thought they are going to start. That would have been a hot way to start night number one with Bianca and 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 Becky. But what wh- whatever. When you look at the whole night, I really thought it was an epic night. And – Bully, were you surprised that we saw that much of Stone Cold Steve Austin night number one? If I would have told you would have started a segment, became a match, do you think the match would have went as long as it did? I, I mean, I don't know the exact match time, but it felt like they went at least 10 minutes on Saturday night. I thought we got a perfect amount of Steve Austin night one because that's what we were promised. I thought we got too much of Steve Austin night two. They, it, it, that segment dragged on. Like, I didn't think Vince needed to pin McAfee. I didn't think any of that needed to happen. I think that Vince should have cost McAfee the match. Wait, uh, wait, no, McAfee went over, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, so not, 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 not cost him the match. I think after the match was over, Vince should have nailed him in the back. They should have put him down. They should have just, Austin Theory and Vince McMahon should have just been putting the boots to Pat McAfee and the glass should have shattered, and that's it. I think the whole thing with Vince and, and McAfee in the match and Vince went, I, it dragged. And I'm like, please, like, I, I kind of, not that I knew because somebody told me, you could just tell the moment was there. Vince has his shirt off. You know, you knew the moment had to happen again. I'm like, if they don't hit Steve's music, this, uh, this will be my biggest point of contention on Busted Open tomorrow, that you missed the opportunity for one last Austin McMahon moment. It dragged, it dragged, it dragged. They finally hit the, you know, you know, the glass shattered. Here, you know, here comes Steve. They did the business, you know. And then, you know, drinking the beer with Pat and Steve Austin being Steve Austin stunned Pat also. Austin, uh, Pat took a phenomenal stunner. Austin Theory took a phenomenal stunner. Yeah. Vince McMahon took the worst stunner in history. And Ever. God love and Ever. God love him for it. Remember years ago, it started with a botched stunner on Vince and it ended with a botched stunner on Vince. But Why you know not? what? God bless Vince for doing it. Do, 74 I, I, years old, still going out there and giving it his all. And it's almost like they, it was almost like they superimposed his head on like a 35-year-old man's body. Did it? I mean, he was in phenomenal shape, Vince McMahon. Dave, he goes to the gym every single day, sometimes twice a day. Vince is in the gym at like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Ask Jericho about the time that they went to the ACDC concert together at the Garden. And then Vince challenges Jericho to, to a bench press, confer, uh, bench press contest back at the, uh, at the, at Stamp- in Stanford at the Towers. They're working out at like 4 in the morning. That's crazy. They're drunk. Well, Come on, pal. You want to go get a workout in? And Jericho's like, no. <laughs> Come on. Don't be such a you-know-what. Wow. I mean, well, it shows. And you mentioned about that it dragged. It kind of reminded me of WrestleMania. Was it, 20, was it 26? Yeah, WrestleMania 26 with Vince and Bret Hart. Not nearly as, not nearly as bad, but it was like, all right, enough. Let's, let's, 
let's, let's, let's wrap it up here. Come on, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. A little bit like that, not nearly as bad as WrestleMania 26, but you get the idea. Like it went just a little bit too long last night. Yeah, and, and, and that was my opinion. I thought it went a little bit too long. I loved night one. I liked night two. I liked that we got that uh, one last moment because I don't think we'll ever see Vince and Stone Cold face-to-face ever again. I think, I think Steve left it all out there. I think KO bumped his ass off for Steve. Yeah. I thought they did great business both nights. I think the... Listen, if, if you were there night two and you thought, you weren't going to get Steve Austin. What a surprise you got. Yes. They roll taker out there. Also night two. That was, that was, you know, a huge surprise. How great, how much fun were you having that you got to see Cody and taker night one? It was, it was pretty awesome. And they got me with the Cody because, because bully for a split second, the lights went completely out. And I thought if you go back and watch, my reaction video that Paul took without my permission and put on social media, but that's a, that's a discussion for another day. When you, when you look back at that, like when those lights went out, I thought for sure the undertaker was going to come out, but obviously not disappointed that it was Cody and man. And there's so much to get into and it's difficult to fit everything in into just three hours, but undertaker's hall of fame speech on Friday, uh, 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 amazing amazing i mean you want to get emotional you want to get teary i go back and watch undertaker's hall of fame speech i love the fact that it was so different they did it different this year the, the the middle of the ring i don't know if they've ever done it that way before and if they have i just don't remember i don't think they did no uh i i, I really love taker's speech i love all the different outfits up there the never say never what a perfect way to end it just in case because you never know. You never know. In case of emergency, break glass. Steve, Taker, never say never. So, so there's a slim chance in L.A. for next year's WrestleMania we could get one more match with The Undertaker. Yeah, but why? When does Listen, it end? When does it end? I'm not the one that said never say never. Fair enough. He's the one who said it. I'm just saying there may be a chance that we see The Undertaker one last time. When somebody says never say never in the wrestling business, yes, you're leaving the door open for the possibility of one last match. Bully, we just saw we just saw Stone Cold Steve Austin have a match at WrestleMania after 19 years, and we saw Vince McMahon last night take a stunner from Stone Cold like it was 1999. I mean, you're right. I mean, if there was ever words, and where it rings true, it's in the WWE. Did poor Vince go down to his knees on the kick? Dude, it, it's like I, he crumbled. He, he crumbled. And it was, I don't, I, you know what? I've never felt sympathy for Vince McMahon ever, <laughs> but I'm going to say it right. There. I felt a little sympathy for Vince McMahon. Last and time. then, and then poor Vince, he, he, he kind of stooged off what was going on because he popped for Theory's music. He sold for Theory's music as if it, as if it was Steve Austin's music. Oh, Vince! And it was almost like he was trying to really get out of taking that stutter. He kept slipping. 
through Stone Cold. Maybe it was all the beer. Maybe that was the reason why. Whatever. Who? It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't even matter. Steve was smiling ear to ear because in, in Steve's mind, and the boys know, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. That's how bad, it's so bad that it's good. It, 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 again, I think the best word to describe night number two was fun. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.